His cause with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love enjoys forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Church, lift up your voice and begin to praise the Lord this morning. For indeed, He's a good God. He has given us opportunity to, to wake up this morning. Some went to bed last night and never woke up. They slept and they're gone. They, they cannot praise the Lord this morning. He's given us opportunity. He's woken us up. We are able to praise Him. Give the Lord praise this morning. Father God, we just want to thank you this morning. We bless your name, King of Kings. We exalt you, ancient of days. Thank you, O God, for another day. Thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come before you this morning in the midst of your angels, in the midst of the host of heavens, to say thank you, to worship you. Father God, we bless your name. The, the, the whole members of CFTO, the children of CFT worldwide, come before you this morning and we worship you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for the awesome things that you are doing in this house. We give you praise. 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 We give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. Thank you because you have been a good God unto us. You have been faithful unto us. You are kept to your promises unto Christ's faith tabernacle. We bless your name, O God. Who is like unto you, our Father? Who is like unto you, our Father? You said through the voice of our daddy, you said you will give us ease. And indeed, Lord, you have given us ease. You said you will heal our sicknesses, my Father. And indeed, O God, you have healed us. You have caused a barren woman to have children. Father God, who is like unto you, my Father? You have caused the jobless to have great jobs, even for where they have not even applied. My Father, my King, who is like unto you? My God, we worship you this morning. We give you praise. We give you praise. A thousand tongues is not enough to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, King of kings. Thank you, Lord of lords. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for exposing the works of the enemy before us this day. Thank you because we know all his schemes. We know all his little tricks. And we know that we have conquered. And we know that we are overcomers. Lord, who is like unto you, Father. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your awesome words in our midst, my Father. Thank you, Lord, because you have lifted up our heads above all our contemporaries. Thank you because indeed, oh God, we are overcome by the blood of Jesus. My Father, we bless your name, oh God. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. Thank you, Father God, for the table that you have prepared for us this morning. Thank you, Father God, because we which are eat of it and we shall be satisfied and our mouth will continue to praise you and to worship you, O God. Jehovah, we bless your name, O God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you all the honor, we give you all the glory. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. We'll still continue the attitude of prayer. I'll take my prayer upon from the book of Ephesians chapter 1. I read from verse 17. With thanksgiving and prayer, it says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I also 
I pray also that the eyes of my heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope which you has, he has called you. You're going to lift up your voice this morning and ask God, God, reveal my life to me. Let the spirit of wisdom, spirit of knowledge and revelation, let it descend upon me in this meeting so that I may know the purpose of my calling. Lift up your voices and begin to pray. My God and my master, we come before you this morning, O God, with thanksgiving and prayer, O God. We ask, O God, that Lord, give us the spirit of wisdom. Give us the spirit of wisdom. Give us insight in this service this morning. Give us direction in this service this morning. Lord, we pray, my God, open our spiritual eyes in this meeting this morning. Reveal ourselves to us. Reveal our lives to us. Reveal our purpose to us. The purpose of our calling, the purpose which you have called us, O God. Let it be revealed to us in this meeting, my God and my master. Open our eyes to see. Open our eyes to see. May we behold your beauty and your glory this morning. Ancient of this we pray thee my king and my God open our inner eyes O God open our inner eyes O God the reason you have called us let them be revealed let them be revealed unto us through your son this morning almighty God give us direction O God give us direction O God give us direction O God give us insight and wisdom O God enlighten the eyes of our heart O my God and my master let our heart O God the purpose of our being O God let it be revealed in this meeting this morning ancient of days we pray thee my God and my Father, the riches of your glorious inheritance you have placed within us, O God. Let it be revealed, O God. Let it be revealed, O God. Let it be revealed, O God. That which you have ordained for each and every one of us in this meeting. Father, let them come to fruition in this service. Let them come to manifestation in this service. Lord, we pray thee, O God. Open our eyes. Open our eyes. Let our heart and our soul be connected to the Master this morning, O God. Remove every wandering spirit. Remove every wandering spirit. Let our eyes be focused on you. Let our gaze remain on you, the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord, we pray this morning, O oh God. Open our inner eyes, O oh God. Open our inner eyes, O oh God. Give us direction, O oh God. Give us insight. Lord, we pray, O oh God, you said this is the way. Walk in it, Almighty God. Help us to walk in the path you have ordained for us. Help us to walk in the path you have ordained for us. Lord, we pray thee, O oh God, the remaining days of this year, O oh God. Orchestrate our footsteps, O oh God. Those that matters to our life, those that matters to our future, those that matters to our destiny. Open a scroll of remembrance, oh God. Remember your church. Remember your children. This morning, my God and my Father, begin to ask the Master, do not pass me by. Do not pass me by in this meeting, oh God. Do not pass me by. Remember your plan for my life. Remember your purpose for my future, for my destiny, oh God. In this meeting, open my inner eyes, oh God. Begin to ask the God of heaven, review myself to me, oh God. Review myself to me, oh God. Review my life to me, oh God. Ancient of days, I want to know the purpose of your glorious riches inheritance that you have placed in me. Let it begin to manifest. Begin to ask the God of heaven. Let me manifest in your power. Let me manifest in your grace. Let me manifest your power, oh God. Open my spiritual eyes. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me perceive my God and my Father. Anoint my tongue afresh. Begin to ask the God of heaven, place your word upon my lips. Let the authority of your word, oh God, let it rest upon my lips. 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 Open my spiritual eyes, oh God. Open my spiritual eyes, oh God. Let me see, my God. Let me see, my King. Let me see, my Master, the God of wisdom, the God of knowledge, the God of understanding. Let it rest. 
hunger. Let me give sleep with wisdom. From wisdom from above, Almighty God, put your words in my mouth. Put your words in my mouth. The word that will comfort from my mouth. It will accomplish the purpose for which that be sent, O God. Father, we place a demand on your servant this morning, O God. Every word that will proceed from his mouth this morning, let it accomplish the purpose. Let it accomplish the purpose. Let it accomplish the purpose. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We worship and adore you, O God. Ancient of days, we thank you that for Lord, we will go home rejoicing. We will go home rejoicing. We will go home with the sound of praise this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We glorify your holy name. Thank you, ancient of days. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. If we could open our Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 11, and I read from verse 2. The Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of might, the Spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. We're going to lift up our voices and ask for the Spirit of the Most High God to rest upon us in today's service. And that we would not judge by what we see with our eyes. That God will take out every human kind of intel from our brain so that we can join the jet stream of the Spirit and really manifest and encounter God in today's service. Let's lift up our voices and pray. Father Lord, we stand upon your word and we cry out to you this morning that our being here today would not be in vain. Our being here today will not be in vain. Lord, let the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding rest upon us in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the Spirit of counsel and of might be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the Spirit of knowledge Father Lord Jesus and the fear of the Lord descend upon us O Lord give us the ability to decipher and understand what the spirit of the most high God is saying help us not to be an enemy unto ourselves Lord when we hear your word let it be such that it ministers to our spirit Lord remove every human encumbrance anything that prevents us from encountering you let it be uprooted from our spirits in the mighty name of Jesus we want to encounter the manifestation of your spirit just as we did oh Lord Jesus last week Sunday just as we have throughout this week Father Lord Jesus we want to be here fully we want to be here holistically Father Lord anything that stands as a blocker to encountering the manifestation of your wisdom to having understanding Father Lord anything that blocks the counsel of the spirit of the most high God in today's service remove it from us in the mighty name of Jesus so that we can be free, so that we can be clear to hear your instruction, Father Lord Jesus. Lord, we are reminded of the parable of the sower. Some of the words fell on rocky ground. Some of the words fell on thorns, oh Lord. And it was representative of the cares of the world, choking out the word. Lord, remove thorns from our hearts today in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, should there be any care or worry, you say that we should cast our cares onto you, Father Lord Jesus. We lay them down at your throne today, Father Lord, that they would not be a hindrance, oh Lord Jesus, to us today, that they would not be anything that would truncate the flow of the Holy Spirit in today's service. May your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. If we open our books to the book of Isaiah, chapter 60, verse 1 reads, Arise, shine, for your light has come. Yesterday morning I woke up and I thought about last week Sunday 
And the Holy Spirit made me understand. Did you think about what happened throughout the duration of the week? Some of us don't realize the empowerment that we got last week. But the the word that I'm speaking forth to us today is to arise and shine for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Says, see darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. We're going to declare that the glory of the most high God will fill this temple. And that everything that represents darkness will be uprooted. I'm physically tired right now my stomach is actually hurting me and I don't know if this will minister to anybody the Lord has already healed me the same way he's healed you the same way if there's tiredness that's come from the weak everything that is darkness is being uprooted now the Lord is saying arise and shine let's lift up our voices and pray Father Lord help me oh Lord Jesus to understand the message oh Lord that you have prepared for us today darkness shall flee darkness shall flee because darkness cannot stand in the presence of the most High God. Weakness cannot stand in the presence of the Most High God. Sickness cannot stand in the presence of the Most High God. I will arise and I will shine. For the glory of the Most High God is filling this temple. It's filling this temple. It's filling this temple. Darkness has no place. Darkness has no place. So we speak, Father Lord Jesus, prophetically that the things, O Lord, within us that will prevent us, O Lord Jesus, from manifesting in today's service, the darkness, O Lord, that brings weakness to our physical flesh Father Lord, we speak strength, tiredness, oh Lord Jesus, that comes because of a busy week. Lord, we speak strength, we speak strength, we speak strength, for the glory of the Most High God shall surround us. The glory of the Most High God shall surround us. The glory of the Most High God shall surround us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, oh Lord, for every function in the church right now, oh Lord Jesus. We come before you, oh Lord, with the sacrifice that we have prepared to present before your throne. Lord, should there be any weakness within us? That inhibits us, Father Lord, from functioning in today's service. We come against it by the Most High God. We come against it by the power of the Most High God. We speak strength, O oh Lord, to our choir. We speak strength, O oh Lord, to our ushering department. Strength, O oh Lord, to our technical team and to every function, O oh Lord Jesus. You are the one who gives us the ability, O oh Lord, to serve. So, Father, as we've come here today, we pray, O oh Lord Jesus, that we would have strength from you, Father Lord Jesus, and that everything within us that prevents us from encountering you today will be removed in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord, for your glory that surrounds us. Thank you, Father Lord, for your glory that surrounds us. Thank you, Father Lord, for your light, O Lord Jesus, that illuminates our minds, O Lord, for the light of the Most High God that drives away every darkness. We understand from the book of John that you, Father Lord, were that light that shone in the midst of darkness. Let us encounter it today in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us encounter it today in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. May your name be praised. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Hallelujah. Indeed, we will encounter the Most High God today in this meeting. Let us open this service with an uplifted right hand as we declare from the book of Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwells therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, 
Who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully? He shall receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him. Who seek your face, O God of Jacob? Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. The great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving toward all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. Our opening hymn.
We give you the praise and honor and glory. Jesus' poor principalities and powers have made a public show of them. Triumphing over them by the cross. We thank you for the voice of victory. We thank you for the power of the cross. We thank you, the God who created the heavens and the earth, the one who gave breath to all living things, the God, the spirit of prophets, and the God of angels. We worship you. In Jesus' holy name, we are worshipped. Down the song beside you and welcome them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please let's take our seats in the heavenly places. I want to drive very quickly today. Put your hands together for the choir as they take their seats, please. Amen. Forevermore. We give God praise and honor and glory. He that lives forever and ever, eternal one. I'm so glad to be in your midst again. And thank God for the breath of life. Can I just say to us, I congratulate every one of you. (laughs) Because last Sunday on this holy hill, there was a shout of victory. The Lord extended the hand of victory to Christ with tabernacle. Haven't the Lord began to teach in the area of satanic operations in the last days? That is the major topic. Satanic operations in the last day. And um, we began under that topic, devil exposition. I treated the origin of the devil. Remember I told you and I showed in the scripture... God did not create devil. He created Lucifer. But Lucifer became Satan, dragon, and the devil. Revelations chapter 12 from verse 7. After iniquity was found in him. That is the reason why iniquity is always attached to evil desire. Because if you, if you look at the word devil, you write D hyphen evil, which means D evil. That is what composes the devil. And we have seen from the beginning of this lecture that he was 
a guardian cherub. He was not the superior. He was just as other angels. He was an archangel. And you have other archangels. But we also saw in our biblical exposition that he deceived one third of angels. And angels are more than quadrillion. So one third of them probably are more than quadrillion. So you can understand that all these angels who are fallen angels are on earth. So if Satan was to assign demons to each person on earth, he could assign up to 100 to a person. And there were still demons available. I reveal to you that Satan has a mandate, John 10.10, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. I also reveal to you that the reason why Jesus was manifest is to destroy the devil's works. But the destruction of the devil's works that Jesus was manifest to carry out continues with those who are born of God. I helped us to understand or reflect our mind to this fact. The life of a man since your conception to birth and to your death should be smooth. It should be a life that is free of obstacles because God never created obstacles. But for the devil, there is something that we must not forget in this very hour because today we are going to go further on that the devil seeks to control you. That is the topic of today. The devil is seeking to control your life. And we're going to be looking at how he does that. But I want us to also remember that last Sunday, when we were looking at the, we looked at the two kingdoms. The kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of God. And I showed you from the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. Let's look at that again. It says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and your sins, in which you used to walk when you followed the ways of this world. I want you to underline the word, the word ways. That is plural ways. And the ruler of the kingdom of the air. I've explained to you that that scripture tells you the jurisdiction or limitation of Satan. He cannot operate where there is no air. So all the myth that people, some people believe that Satan is in the, is in the star, is in the um, uh, satellite, is in the moon, is all lies. Because the Bible tells us the limit of his power is the prince of the kingdom of the air. And then we also looked at that it says the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Then we recognize that 
Disobedience comes from the devil. Every form of disobedience comes from the devil. But it says, all of us have lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of sinful nature and following his desires and thoughts. So we recognize that Satan has only one means to destroy life of a person. Through evil desire and evil thoughts. Now, if I'm able to, I'll be covering the, the area of the battle is in your mind. You know why you should know this? When you know your enemy, then your enemy should not have authority or power over you anymore. Are we together now? Understanding of the enemy terrain means information for victory. So that when the enemy tries to come again, now you recognize that as the enemy, you shut the door. That's the reason for this. Because if you look at life of believers, and I want to be very mindful of this. You know, I gave you practical scenarios of lives. One of the scenarios I gave you is this. People get married, and they truly love one another. And the family is growing well. Ten years, fifteen years, something takes place. And they became like day and night. There's someone behind it. His name is God the devil. Somebody labored so much to build a career. And suddenly when he gets to almost the top, somebody just came and lied. And before you know it, everybody believed it. He lost his pursuit in life. And he starts crumbling down. And this guy has spent all his life in the career. Where will he go? What will he do? Is the devil. Or somebody who has been laboring and laboring and suddenly people have been singing your praise in your office and suddenly somebody began to talk about you wrongly. And before you know it, the lies have gone round and now everybody is against you. In the place where you are cherished and you are loved. There's a devil somewhere. What about decisions of life? Somebody made a decision to marry and there's all indication that that person that you want to marry is wrong. You have seen signs in the courtship that this person really is not what he claims or she claims. But you insist on going to such marriage only to enter into it and discover that it's even worse than what you thought and you cannot get out of it. What caused that? And people like that will say that, but why didn't God tell me? And my answer is that, why didn't you listen to God before you made decision? Because you are a person God will tell you, somebody who listens. What made you not to listen is the devil. And what made you take the decision is the devil. Because see, and I can give you many, many resources. If you look at my first teaching on this, you will see many things that the devil has done. Relationship destroyed. Life destroyed. Somebody made a decision that, we, that is injurious to their life. What about issues? Like I can give you testimony of the sister who gave testimony here among us. You get married to a woman, there is no child. And then some people put pressure on the man and say that it is the woman's fault. But at the end of the day, it may be the man's fault. 
and the man leaves the wife and then decides to go into someone else and discover that is if I had known the former place I was, I would have stayed there because it's a better peace than to have children in this fire and life is shattered. Or some put pressure and then the man insisted. The one who could not insist and succumb to pressure of man, who was behind it, is the devil. The one who insisted, like the testimony you had last month, of the sister who, and the brother who uh, have been married for how many years, about 15 years or so, 13 or some 15 years, and then the Lord answered them. What is behind that is God. Every predicament on earth is the devil. The one who killed his wife, which has gone all over the whole world last month, is the devil. Now, if the devil makes people, if the devil wrecks people's lives, and especially believers in Christ, it is necessary for you to know how does he do it. So that you can shut the door against the devil. There was somebody before whose case I, that came to my table. That person, a boss, said a slang. And suddenly she flared up and hit the table with anger. Bah! The office table. And the big boss was there. Why did you do that? See me in my office. Instantly, summary dismissal. A career she had built up for about 15 years or so, crashed instantly. Because the boss who saw it did not see the one who taunted her. Even when she now said that this person said this to me, the boss said, whatever they say to you in this office, there is rules and regulations. Your conduct is abhorrent. And she ended her career by that. Nobody would take her. That's how she had to leave her thriving career to go and look for a shop to begin to sell things. So all those things happen on earth. And believers need to understand why these things happen. So that you can guide against it. But if you look at these scriptures, it spoke about cravings of sinful nature and the desires and thoughts. Then in the previous verse, verse uh, 2, it talks about the ways of Satan. So, for the kingdom of Satan, Satan established many ways. For the kingdom of God, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So the way of Christ is one. Alright? But Satan operates in ways. He set up various ways to achieve his operation in the kingdom of men on earth. And this is my area of concern today to just expose to us a little bit. And this is the reason why a lot of people are ensnared by the ways of devil. Let me say this to you, therefore. If God establish one way, which is Christ, and Satan establish many ways to be able to achieve his purpose, you will agree with me that both God and Satan cannot succeed in a man without the man's will. You agree with that? Say amen. Now, the kingdom of Satan comprises three beings. The devil, 
which has the, uns- uh, uh, the devil himself, who is Satan, who is the head of this government. And then demons, who are the fallen angels. And after demons, you have man, human beings. Now there's something that you must have understanding of and never forget. So, for Satan to walk through the human beings, he sent demons who will walk on their mind and then possess them. For God to execute his function, he sent the Holy Spirit who must possess Christians for God to walk through them. As we are here, we sing God heal, miracles happen and stuff like that or someone prophesied and what he said is exact time, date, and all stuff. You had all the prophetic word here. Those manifestations did not come by that man. It came by the Holy Spirit who possessed the man and then spoke those things to be. I mean, we have a great example here. I was just telling them in New Cross now that God told me about, you before you all, about 2022 when there will be recession, and that during that period there will be great recession, and it will linger till 2025 for Britain. And God told me something else, which many of you might have forgotten that. In that time, that is the time for Christians to excel to the top of finance because God wants to change the financial spindle to the righteous. I, w- I reminded them today, you see, and last Sunday, the Lord said, I shall anoint you. I didn't know what the anointing is going to be about. I just obeyed God. But at the end of it, we came to understand fuller, but it was a victory anointing over the powers of hell. Look, the testimonies I have received between that time and now is mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Things that we have... Ex- Some of the testimonies are things that have been expected for years, and they just came in with ease. Remember at the beginning of the, of the month, the Lord said He's giving us ease. Okay? I experienced the ease myself in my studies. I told my son, you know, my assignment that I always, they always give us, you know, three assignments in one, one module and three assignments in the other module, which is about six minimum. And some of that time it will be about eight or ten in a week to submit. This is what I've been doing now for two years. And I always do my assignment till 12, sometime the Friday, 12 noon, which is your deadline. So on many Thursdays, I would read till morning until 11 and finish. Many Thursdays. That's been my routine for the past two years because of all my commitment to church and stuff. But something took place after the anointing on Sunday. I discovered that Within Monday and Tuesday, I finished all assignments. By Wednesday, I hung the towel. My son is a witness. Because, I mean, I discussed very many things with him. And I wondered, how did I do it? If I had been doing this from beginning, it would have been too great. Because now what that means is that after doing all the assignments, and of course, you know, I was getting five over five, and the other one I got five over four, eh, four over five, you know, whatever. That one that I got four over five is because I argued with my answer. You understand? 
when you know the answer, he said, no, 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 but the question looks dicey. It could interpret, it could mean this. But the fact is that what I have been struggling to achieve by Friday, that I will read all night. I didn't read all night. Monday, Tuesday, by Wednesday, I'm done with all the assignments. So the assignment they expected to submit on Thursday, I've submitted it on Wednesday. So I now had time. I came here. I had time to come and do my work, you know, and meet the people, counsel them. And what I was asking, why? And the Lord said, but I gave you all ease. I said, Lord, little did I know I could be counted among those who receive it. Because when God speaks through me to you, I don't always think about me. I think about you receiving it, you know. So, if it happened to me, therefore, I knew. On Monday, I received a testimony from Nigeria. You know, one of those who connect with us, uh, you know, uh, our daughter in Nevada. And it's mind-blowing. And from Monday to now, what I'm hearing God doing, He began to do among you, is scary. I mean, good, scary. Good care. Now, why? Because God entered into a human being. In this case, it's I. The Holy Spirit spoke through my mouth and gave you date and time. Things will happen. Dr. Nellis, who is one of the foremost economists in England, came in two years ago and told you from their economic studies, he's a voice, he said from his economic studies that the they expect that by this year there will be famine, recession. It, the word, prophetic word God spoke, language he spoke in 20, 2019. Um, uh, the professor came and spoke the same language, but from intellectual point of view. Everything word for word. I mean, it is because God cannot do anything on earth except through you. Okay? So, but for God to walk through you, He needs your cooperation with Him. So, for Satan also to do anything on earth, He needs a human being that He will use. So, those who come into your family and cause slander and lie about this, lie about that, they are human beings. And then it costs you a lot. Those who came to you to incite you into what is not, who came to influence you into bad things, they are human beings. But see, Satan could not use any human being also unless the human being cooperates with them. Now, let me now help you understand. As it is that the Spirit of God is the one who heals through us, who reveals things through us, who do all these miracles and stuff through us, teach the world through us, so on and so, in the world, for the devil to rule the world, Satan spoke through the human beings. Satan used human beings. I would together now, and unfortunately, I want you to call your mind to something. Every drunk decision you took, the devil spoke to you, to you, to your mind, thoughts. Satan cannot get you to do anything unless he gets your attention. I would together now. I want you to understand this scenario before we go a bit deeper. So the first thing you are going to think about today is your life in a spectrum. And consider all the time that you have taken some blunder, you know, real bad decision that costs you a lot. And after you have taken a few days, few months after, you recognize that I would not have, I would have done this differently. 
Isn't it? The devil was behind it. If the devil was behind it, certainly there must be a demon assigned. Because if God is behind something, he assigned the spirit of his spirit. And then he walked with his angels. Are we together? So God will walk by the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit moved through man, angels are assigned to the words to make it happen. So when Satan possesses people, he possesses them by demons, not the devil himself. However, they speak, and demons will be attached to their word. Either the word you spoke is towards a man or against yourself. Am I talking to you? If Satan manipulates your mind, and you spoke a word to yourself against yourself, are you with me? A demon will be assigned to that word to begin to fight with you. Because you gave back to it by your mouth. That's the reason why Jesus says, I mean the Bible says, the power of life and death is in the tongue. I would get it now. So, a good number of believers, therefore, what the devil does to you is that he makes you speak things to yourself. Which the Bible has warned you never to do so. So when you speak things to yourself, it will negate the positive things that have been spoken to you. Like, God said that this week you will see the hand of God. And someone said, I've had that all the time. You negate it straight away. You are out of that. Evil spirit will now, they will stand on your word and it will be impossible for you to see that manifestation. Whereas, others say, Amen! Instantly they move into the manifestation. This is one of the ways that devil operates. You read it in this today, really. As, uh, second John and Third John, isn't it? And you read about, you know, uh, somebody who was slandering other people. You read about this man at the end of Third John, who, as uh, Second John, who John said that they should get rid of him, you know. And he said that Satan, the hand of Satan, is upon him. Now, is a believer and a minister in the church. But he shut the door against the senior ones and he incited others to hate them. And Paul, uh, John said that he will be punished for it. So, you need to understand this. Satan cannot operate on earth without human vessel. Some of the human vessels are members of his cult. Some are ministers of his kingdom. Warlords and all the witches and wizards and infantry. But some are victims of him. I know the way God operates also. Sometimes when we were not born again, God will still speak to us. Isn't it? As somebody who is doing evil, 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 God will say, ah, that's enough. And he will feel remorse. Okay, I will change a little bit. The only difference is that that person cannot stop because you need the Holy Spirit of God to help your body to be free from the grips of Satan. Okay. So, thoughts, which is our mind, embodiment of the structure I've told you, the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, and Christians. The Spirit of Lucifer, of the devil, not, no, not Lucifer, the devil, 
and demons of hell and also human cohorts. Therefore, the Bible tells us in Ephesians 6.10, Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. And the King James says the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That is, you do not fight against human beings, though the devil uses human beings. But you need to unveil the facade to go behind that human being. To see the spirits behind that human being. And then you will understand what that spirit is trying to achieve. And you can stop it. It says, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers. The King James also call it principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual hosts of wickedness or evil forces in the heavenly realm. Now, I think, let me read the, the, the uh, King James Version, and I'll come back to this. Just, yeah. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world. Rulers of darkness of this world. Then against spiritual wickedness. And the NIV call it spiritual forces of evil. You know, anywhere you go on earth and they say that somebody says, ah, there's a lot of energy in this area. Who is speaking? The devil. What does he call energy? Demons. Demons. Because Holy Spirit, you cannot call Holy Spirit energy. It's not energy. No, it's the Spirit of God. Are you energy? This is digging OJ. I can't call OJ energy. He is a living being. Energy is something that is not alive, but you can feel. You can feel the power of God, but it's not energy. Let me tell you. In, in Scientology, if you see Church of Scientology, it's just Church of Satan. There's no Christian Scientology, it's just Church of Satan. Oh, you know that. Because Satan cosmetic himself in various names. So... Or when you say that Jesus, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Days Saints is not Christian church, they are cults. And I can say this by authority. So therefore, let me tell you. But they sing songs of Christ. How do you know they are cults? I allow you to go and investigate their doctrines. Okay? If anybody believes that somebody will get salvation outside Jesus Christ, then that is a cult. He is part of the way set up by Satan. Okay, no problem, but let's go ahead. So then, these hordes of hell that we have been fighting, the Bible describes them in a way that is scary to man. Rulers, authorities, Forces of darkness, of evil, are his hordes, are spiritual hosts of wickedness. Now, these are the spirits that you are fighting with every day. 
So we in the kingdom of God, they in the kingdom of the world. So we are always contesting and combating with these spirits. But these spirits are unseen. They are unseen. But let me tell you, therefore, this is the reason why you must be very, very careful. You believers, very, very extremely careful. Sometimes they hinder you and you say that it is God. It's not God's timing. But they are the one hindering you. Sometimes they will afflict, afflict you. You will say that, well, it is, it is not natural. But they are the one afflicting you. It is very, very necessary for you to understand how they operate. Let's look at this. If you look at the word kingdom and the word, all these categories of evil spirits, you wonder what really are they for? What is it all about? It's about control. It's about control. What about the Holy Spirit? It's about control. It's about control. Look, someone says that as far as I'm concerned, I own my body. I own myself. I can do anything. I can decide anything. I love. Like what is happening in America now? Can you imagine that people, human beings who are saying, are, are protesting against abortion? And, uh, they, are, they, are, they are protesting for abortion. They are for abortion. They are saying that government should let them abort. What they are saying, government let us kill people. That's what they are just saying. Oh, no, 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 I own my body, I can do whatever I like with my body. What they are saying is that, you know, government, what are you talking about? I I can begin to have pregnancy and be killing them. It's my decision. After all, if I kill them, what's what's your business there? Strange enough, some ignorant Christians may be following them. Because Satan got them. You're mine. You're mine. If you look at this, there are four. We are fighting a battle which has to be won in our human mind. If a Christian cannot understand how to submit his human mind to the control of God, that Christian would be a tool in the hands of Lucifer. And a good number of us have. Well, of course, Ephesians says that when we're in the world, we did all those things. But now that we're in, in Christ, those things should stop. Am I correct now? Let me read it again and go back to that scripture. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of sinful nature. That whatever your body wants, that's what you do. Whatever your mind thinks, that's what you do. I'm going to show you some things that we have done in the past so that you can stop them for the future. I think we read it just within this week. In those days, whatever you feel, that's what you do. Someone said, you can't control me. I tried those of you who are 16, 17, 18. Anybody who tells you that, no, well, you are not mature, you can do whatever you like, hates you bitterly. If you have any friend or parent that tells you, no, 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 you can't just behave like that. Be very careful what to do. Because you will destroy your future by all this raw stuff. That person loves you truly. Because human beings is a cycle, many have taken decisions and they have been shattered and destroyed in their, in their middle age. You don't own yourself. 
You can't do what you think. Because you are under control. That's not coming controlled by anybody. Let me tell you. I told you, I think last week, from the day you, did, you were conceived, your parents decided to conceive you. That's your first control. Yes, they decided to conceive you. You didn't decide yourself to conceive yourself. They decided to conceive you. And some of you too, when your parents conceived you, they prayed. Those who didn't know God, they expect, isn't it, that that meeting will bring in conception. One of it brings birth conception, but they decided. It's by their decision. So, before you are conceived, you are controlled. And then when they, they conceived you in the belly, they took care of you. They could have flushed you out like these people in America want to kill every child. Every pregnancy just go and terminate it. Can you imagine that? I said that, no, there is no spirit. When a woman conceives, the day you conceive, life does not come in in three weeks. The day the spermatozoa hit the egg and God commanded that egg to be fertilized, a spirit is sent from heaven into that egg. Straight away. God does not send spirit later. It is the presence of the spirit in that egg, the first day of copulation. That is what brings life. And that is what makes it develop. It is by the command of God that that egg is not wasted. And that sperm, among all the sperms that entered into a woman, hit that egg. It is by the command of God. So it will be very, very strange for someone to say that, as far as I am concerned. Which concern? Which concern? When they give birth to you, your mother is the one who decided to feed you with breasts. If she decided to feed you with water, you would drink water all your life. Someone controlled you. Are you with me? They now began to teach you what to eat. Collaboration of your father and your mother clothes you, anything they wear on you, if it's his rag, you are jumping about with other kids with rag. You don't know it. You don't know it. So is man now to God, when you think you are matured, you are like a baby before God. You, God gives you the robe of righteousness. You unveil yourself and put on rag if you are a person who decides to go on your own wicked ways. If you are somebody who wants to gravitate towards flesh, I can do what I like with my body, I owe my body, you are telling God that God doesn't have anything to do. But you see, the, the fact is this. Under control you are born. When you begin to go to school, they control you until you achieve. When you now achieve, somebody will control you in employment and tell you when you can work, when you cannot. They control your sleep. Okay? Because if they give you work out of office hours, you've got to do it. Okay? When you leave your house in the morning that you are going now to work, you enter another control, control of the government of the nation. Everywhere you go, you see the sign of their law. Break it, they arrest you. Listen, therefore, till you go back to your grave, you are not your own. You belong to others. How dare you then say, I own my body. You don't own that body. When you damage that body, somebody called doctor in England, at least I know of that in England, I'm in England, I know of that, you put them into trouble. Even some people, you know, all this mess they do with their body, tear their body with all these tattoos and stuff, eventually they go and put the problem on the NHS. Are you with me now? The NHS man does not like you to do your body like that. And he hates it, but he's compelled 
because it's controlled by the law to help you. you know? So, the whole government of nations and government of the spirits is about control. Satan seeks to control you and God is seeking to control you. But the law of the spirit is this. God cannot control you or Satan control you unless you give them your will. So who do you give your will to on a daily basis? I ask you here. Give your will to God and life will be easy for you. Give your will to Satan. He will wind you up to destruction and laugh at you. That is the reason why last week we looked at the book of uh, Romans 8. That Romans 8, go to his spirit away, please. Let's look at verse 4. Romans 8. No, 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 let me read really from verse, verse 5. Okay, verse, let's go first one because of people who have not been in that lecture. It says, therefore, there is no, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For in Christ Jesus, the law of spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, sinful nature, God did by sending his own son. In the likeness of a sinful man, now go back. In the likeness of a sinful man, to be a sin offering, and so he condemns sin in the sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be met in us who do not what? Live according to the sinful nature. So I want to talk about sinful nature. But according to what? To the spirit. So here the Bible says it clearly. If you are in the kingdom of God, you cannot live according to the sinful nature. Because it's the kingdom of hell. The instrument of Satan to man is your nature. Your mind and your body. The instrument of God to man is your mind and your spirit. Okay? But, you see, if you gravitate towards God, your spirit man will be developed that your spirit will control your body. But if you gravitate towards the flesh, Satan will control your body and your spirit will die. They will get it now. Because God's aim is to take you to paradise. Satan's aim is to kill you or destroy and steal from you. So that scripture tells us this, that you cannot gravitate towards sinful nature. Why? Why? Look at verse 5 of Romans 7. It says, For when we were controlled by the sinful nature, the sinful passion aroused by the law were at work in our body, so that we bore fruit of death. Everything your nature wants, you respond to it, it leads to death. But now, by dying to what is, what was, what once bound us, we have been released from the law, so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit, and not in the old way of reading goals. So, gravitating towards your flesh is taking you away from the way it always leads to regret and to death 
Let me talk about, complete about this issue of your sinful nature. Go back to, Revel- to, to that Romans chapter 8. Let's look at verse 5. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what the sinful nature desires. You are so much careful about what your body wants that you don't have time for what your spirit wants. <laughs> There's something I was discussing with my son and I will share it with you. It's a great secret of mystery. It says, but those who live according to the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. Now let me tell you. How do people invent? A doctor among doctors just felt that, no, 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 no I'm not satisfied with all just this. Going to treat people every day. They give injection all this time. I think something should be given better than injection. That is the beginning of investigation and research. And because this doctor had been given injection for all these years, and he felt that, no, 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 something should be better than injection. He would begin to investigate that thought. Putting together all his learning in medicine. Then what you call invention will come. He will hit the rock by an inspiration. He will come about something different. You know, medical, they caught people before with knife. Isn't it? And they were burning the knife. If you read the history of medicine, to sterilize it. Isn't it? But somebody just thought that, no, something should be different. If you look at the field of surgery from the crude way they started, and now using laser or, you know, keyhole surgery, those things cannot happen unless somebody thought about it. For someone to be able to discover that, he just felt that this thing we are doing, we can do something better. And that person also is not somebody... Because when you set your mind on something, and you, be, you begin to generate thoughts about it, isn't it? And the more thoughts you generate, the more thoughts will come. The more thoughts you generate, the more... Either what you are deliberating is evil or is good. A slanderer will begin by a thought to slander one person. And then it will begin to develop more. It will begin to develop more. And then it will go from one person to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other. Okay, so no thoughts can be developed unless you set your mind on it. I can't hate you unless I decide to do so, regardless of what you do. Do you understand me? We are friends. You did something and then it turned to hate. It's because I dwelt on that which you did and obsolete the good things you did. And continue to develop that thought until the good thing you did went out the roof. This is easy way. Satan destroy marriages. Yeah? Very cheap. It's an easy way Satan destroyed destiny. Somebody who had been passing, doing well, doing well, suddenly he failed. Then he did it again, he failed. He did it again, he failed. Satan will say that, finish. Finish. Whereas, 
Satan is the one who cultivated the habit of failing the, the first two or three times. Which the person has digressed from the normal course which gave him success. Your mind set. So also, those of you who operate in prophetic, you came to church like another person, you got baptized the Holy Spirit. Some people you met there continue to speak in Igbo and Yoruba. That is their tongue. Yes. And then you graduated from your Igbo and Yoruba to some spiritual tongues. And they remain to continue to sing the old shit. Come to church, say prayer, say amen. And suddenly, you go talk one day and say, Thus said the Lord. And you give us information of what will happen in the next few weeks, few months, few years. And then your colleague continues to say, Lord, we thank you for my friend. He was here before you. Several years before you. And then suddenly, you went out on evangelism, lay hands on the sick. They are healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Ah, see, the hand of God is upon my, my, my brother. Isn't it? What's the difference between both of you? You, your mindset. Your mindset. That's the only difference. Your mindset. No grace can be operated without a mindset. Whether grace to invent things of way grace to invent a new order because invention is not just a scientific invention someone may come to an office and all the office is messed up jam bamboos and you have a knowledge of how to put it right that happened because you set your mind to others have seen the problem they have run away oh if there's how it comes in i'm gone so somebody came there and said okay i will defile all the odds i can solve this issue the moment you set your mind to solve then Inspiration will begin to come. And before you know, you will understand. You can even end up in inventing a formula that is not yet invented in management. That's how Prince 2 was invented. If you don't know what Prince 2 is, don't worry. Prince 2 is Prince 2. Ask from those who did management. When you get Prince 2, it's a different thing. It's a different ball game. I would mean now. So, how vast is your mind? Is the trustee of your destiny? Nothing happens to you or can happen to you without your mind. So, therefore, if I was you, I would do what the Bible says. Those who live according to sinful nature have their mindset by their decision <laughs> to what that nature desire. But those who live according to spirits decided to set their mind on the spirit. That's where Satan fights war. When you and I make up our mind to not set our mind on the flesh anymore, we declare war against Lucifer. All demons of hell will attack you. That's why the Bible says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, He didn't say if the day, the day of evil must come to all of us. It's your mindset. 
I, I was studying some science about, you know, from some, some scientists, and they, they came about this derivative that they, well, I would say that they teach military people that, but it's even deeper than this. You can shut a pain, shut down, a part of your body is aching you. You can shut that, part, that pain off in your brain through thoughts. Through thoughts. Let me give you an example. In Ukraine right now, they amputated the leg of somebody. One of the soldiers in this, um, <coughs> in Maripol. He said, <coughs> he said, when he got the problem in his pain, in his leg, and they had to amputate his leg, he said he didn't feel any pain. Because the problem around him is more than pain. Do you understand me? Your mind has so much power. It's the greatest treasure God gave to you and I. We cannot allow Satan to debase our mind anymore and make us unbelieve God. The word of God is lie. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You can shut sickness away with your mind. You can invoke sickness with your mind. Those who suffer depression, suicidal. It is their mindset that leads them to that. Let me tell you something. So this scripture tells you and I, your mindset. I think I'll be talking on this and I will stop for another 10 minutes. And I will tell you the mystery that I, I was saying I was sharing with my son. You need to know this. So, the three major ways that Satan sets in his kingdom to get people and destroy their life through sinful desires, which is a function of sinful nature. Romans 7, 5 to 6. I read that to you earlier. For we were controlled by sinful nature. So when Satan can control your flesh, he can control your, sin, your life of sin. And that's through your mind. Second way Satan set up is the world system. World system. Satan set up various things in the world. In the book of Ephesians chapter 2, 1 to 3, he says it. We follow the ways of this world. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. I will talk a little bit about the ways of the world, but we can't explore that today. We'll talk about it more. All right. Let me talk to you a little bit about the ways of this world. For every way of the world, there are spirits assigned to help anybody walk in that way. One of it is religion. You know, I've met people who say that, how can, God cannot just allow only Christians to go to heaven. <laughs> I said, that looks reasonable. <laughs> it looks... <laughs> 
rational. But I tell you, I wonder whether a man has conceived and given birth to a baby. Why do men not conceive? Even those who are going to doctor to change their gene and they, they want to create womb for them, they failed. They failed. You know, some people can just decide to be mad, you know. And all of us, before we know it, they make us mad. Am I understanding you? Someone says that he was born man. And he says that it is a woman living in this body. And then, with all our intelligence in law, all our intelligence in science and engineering, we began to change our law to believe that. This is a world you are living in. Is that normal? It's abnormal. Which means, who is behind it? Satan. He wants to humiliate human beings, mutilate their body, degrade them, and eventually at the end of life, they will regret and die. Someone says that, well, I'm talking about the philosophy of one way. So it's only woman who conceive. No man has taken the pregnancy from the wife and carried the pregnancy within the period of pregnancy. And the man says, let me carry it for the next three months. And then I'll give it to you when it's about nine months old. It doesn't happen like that. The woman womb carried the pregnancy. Let me tell you, when you throw anything up, no matter how much you fly away, it comes down. It's one way up. One way. And we said that, oh, well, it's gravity. doesn't matter what name we call it. But God has helped you and I to know that there are some things that are one way. You're either a man or a woman. However you are born, that's who you are. That's it. It's not believe. It is real. I was born a man. It would be very strange for me to tell you I'm a woman. It's confusing, isn't it? You know, some people try to shy away from talking about it. No, no, no. If somebody can say that, a man can say it's a woman, I can say that you are not. I have the right to say it. Because you are saying that you are a woman by what you think is called conviction. And I am saying that I saw you born as a man. When you were born... What was registered by your parents? Did they register woman, girl? They register man. If they register man, then you can't tell me that. You can't tell me that. Something is wrong somewhere. So, we have many things that is just one way. How dare us think to go to God is not one way. It's just simple. It does not matter how many men change themselves to women in this world. It does not matter how many women change themselves to men in this world. When they conceive, they give birth to either a man or a woman. The spirit of religion is very, very prolific. Because human beings love to think irrationally. And many have been ensnared by them. There is no name under heaven by which any man can be saved. But the name of Jesus. Oh, my parents, they were very good people. I'm so sorry. If they die without Jesus Christ, you will never see them again. 
Oh, my ancestors, my grandfather was a good man. If he died without Jesus Christ, if you continue with the Lord, you will never see them again. You know, not something that it is in this world that we need one another. Where we go, we don't know them anymore. No, 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 no. We have no connection than just in this world for this world, and that's it. Oh, my father was a good man. If you know your father is a good man and you are alive, make sure you force that man to accept Jesus. If he dies, that's the end. You don't pray for the dead. He's gone forever to oblivion. You don't enter paradise because you are good. You enter paradise because somebody shed his blood. His name is Jesus. And you accepted him when you were on earth as your Lord and Savior. And that has no regard for whether you have maternal connection or brotherly connection. It has no regard for it. That's why every one of you who see our brothers, sisters, and, and cousins, make sure if they come to you, give them Jesus first, by force, by fire. By force. Because if they die without him, they're gone forever. Other spirits are spirits of pleasure. You know, film house, pleasure, isn't it? All this uh, ball dancing place, even some people, they do peephole. People go and watch other people having sex. The one who went to watch others having sex, is he not mad? If he's not mad, what is he? Excuse me, somebody. Pornography. Somebody who is watching pornography, if doctors, psychiatric doctors, check their brain with uh, the, the meter that check brain of mad people, they will know that there's a element of madness is coming in. Those things are set up by pleasure spirit. You have the spirit of worldliness. Fashion, naked dressing, stripping naked. You know, when a woman is growing, a young girl, and she begins to menstruate, and then her breast began to grow, the most precious part to her is to cover that breast. Am I saying something? You women, is that not true? Doctor, is it not true? When doctor wants to examine women, they cover their breasts. They don't care any other part you can touch, but their breasts they cover. Now, when a woman like that grows up, and she began to open the breast publicly, something has shifted. There's a spirit behind it. She likes to dress and put on clothes that will open the whole of the back, and the whole of the belly, and the whole, where, where she, as a young girl, protects, she doesn't want anyone to see. Something has taken place. It is a demon. The spirit of worldliness. You have the spirit of greed as well. Who is behind all lottery, betting houses. They all have institutions of development. You have the spirit of sexual immorality. In this section is pornography and every absurdity of sex. Sex outside marriage is under it. You have the spirit of pride. I will tell you many more of these spirits. But you see, these spirits have functions. If you look at the book of Deuteronomy, Chapter 32, verse 17, he says, The people of Israel sacrificed to demons which are not gods, 
gods they had known, gods that recently appeared, gods of their fathers, gods your fathers did not fear. That is the God that was not of their father. If you look at the scripture, therefore, let me take you to the book of Exodus. I will show you a few things in Exodus. These evil spirits, the ways of demons, as is what we are talking about. If you look at the book of Exodus, chapter 23, verse 23. When God was speaking to the people of Israel, that when you get to Canaan, He says, My angel will go ahead of you and bring you into the land of Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites, Jebusite, and I will wipe them out. This is God's promise. That is on route to destiny. All obstacles that you face, God said He will wipe them out. Is that not correct? But what did He say in 24? Shall we read that 24 together, please? Do not. So, the Bible says you should not follow their practices. Is that correct? So what about a Christian who follow the practices? What happened? You have been manipulated by demons. You see, when demons take you from the way of God, and you follow their ways, before you repent, every evil spirit will jump on you and begin to afflict you. Those afflictions may not take place immediately. They may take place in the future. Certainly they will. Because you disobeyed the instruction of God. The ways of this world. The ways. He says don't follow their practices. You can belong to. Okay. There is something in my spirit. I will say it. But I will say it in a, in a coded way. You know the Yoruba land now. Kings of Yoruba land are getting born again in Nigeria. I went to do crusade in Shagamu. Eight kings gave their life to Christ. You know, that's about seven years ago. Now, when I, when I went to uh, Nigeria this month, I was told about the fellowship those kings are doing from that time. They have been going from palace to palace. They started the king's fellowship. When I go in September, I'm going to speak in that fellowship. And then, on this my trip to Nigeria, as I was ministering, the king was there. At the end of the day, the king came out and knelt down and said, Apostle, pray for me. And I did. After we finished, we went to eat. He said to me, when I was told I would become king, I told them, I will not allow them to ordain me with rituals. I will be ordained in the church like King David. And they agreed. They agreed. Put leave on your head. Say it's culture. You, these demons. Any honor they will give you, and they cannot follow the instruction you give, don't take it. There is a king in Nigeria now who has been put down in Yoruba land. I'm going to do crusade in the other king. 
place. We are all going next year. As many of you can go with me. Look, you see, from July, the bird had flown out. Eh? I will take you to deeper waters. Are we together? England will shake or shook. <laughs> Africa will know that Jesus is the Lord. Amen and amen. Now we're going to do crusade in that. You know when the king say come and do crusade in my empire is the authority. Woe betide a person who said that we can. Who are you? Okay, we will see who you are or who I am. So, but currently there is another thing that is happening. One of the biggest empire of Yoruba land, the king died. Okay? The person that they have assigned to be the next king, I spoke with him last week. Born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm mentoring him. You know, I told them, when this one gets there, this call of Satan in Yoruba land will be broken. Because that place, any one of us, Yoruba people, we know that place. That place for the devil. But God is changing the button. Yes, see, these people, when they say to come and be king, I don't want to be king. You want me to be your king? It's in the church, they will do me. I will be there on his installation. His oil will pour in his head and anoint him. And install him. He has no compromise. He does not want kingship. If kingship wants him. Then kingship will accept his terms. Thank you. Ah, you all saw the other, uh, uh, the other king that you show. He's in his old age now. He, he was here. When they told him to be king. Yes. He said they must ordain him in church. They ordained him. Finished. He went to the. There is a a shrine in his tribe of Satan. He called his pastor. Destroy this shrine. They have worshipped that devil from the beginning of his ancestors. He said, pull it down. When they started, people who said they are idols, they they speak for Satan, they came and said, ha, 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 this is our ancestral heritage. He said, no, not my ancestor. Destroy it. I am the king now. Let the gods fight if they are gods. The pastor leveled that house to rubble. He to himself was going in and pulling all the charms. Said, this is what we used to serve. We discovered that they are not gods. He pulled with his hand, he pulled them. He is old now. He didn't die. Really, the one who said that they would die, they are the one who is carrying their death. I will get them now. You know, what I'm saying to you is very, very simple. You must know this. You cannot bow down to their gods or worship or do their practices. England is full of idols. England is full of idols. So, but you mustn't follow their practices. You, a Christian, because why? If you follow their practices, you will get away from the covering of God. You know, all this porno. Um, lottery um, um, tough accountant when I first got to England I saw tough accountant I said ah, these people must be very very they must have read accountancy to the end so, 
I didn't know that uh, they are not really, they are not accountant. They are just betting houses. Look, let me tell you, all those things were set up by Satan. It is set up by Satan. But God says to us, we must be very careful. Look at Leviticus 20, 23. You must not live according to the customs of the nation. I am going to drive you out from and before you. Because they did all these things, I abhorred them. What is the custom of England that you are following now? What is the custom of your forefathers that you are still holding on? Those who didn't know the Lord. I'm not talking about morals. I'm talking about customs. You know, I know some men, they plait hair. By the last Saturday, last Sunday of the month, I want to show you God's. Um, idols as demons I will show you photographs of them so that you will see how they appear and then if the appearance of one of them looks like the way you appear just go and change it someone says to me that you know apostle where do we draw the line do you have Holy Spirit in you so why do you ask me such question those who have Holy Spirit in them by the Spirit of God in you you know we have to draw the line. It's either you are not born again and you are confused, or you are born again and you know it. I told them in New Cross today, if you, are a, you say you are a Christian, but you are always gravitating to the things of the world, and the things of the Spirit is hard for you, you have not been born again. You need to know that. Because when you are born again, that is, you are possessed by the Holy Spirit, Ephesians tells you that the things you used to do before, which you love to do, you will hate it. Which is of the devil. Okay? Then it says the Spirit of God will teach you all things. Someone, someone says that I don't feel guilty by doing it. Ah, Paul said in the book of First Corinthians, he said, no, I don't feel guilty, but that does not mean I'm right. You see, if you have been born again in the church of God in the past 20 years or 25 years, generally the global church, you are born again into a confused global church of God, which Satan had bamboozled, all manners of false doctrine and false prophets, according to First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. He says, in the latter days... It says many will desert the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. So you have many churches all over the whole world. The people who founded the churches, even don't know they are left from their rights. And so they just take the Bible, they just say anything in the Bible, they just say anything they want to say. They don't understand that there is knowledge of the Bible, there are some things you cannot infer the Bible to be. They were not raised by anybody, they were not trained by anybody. I cannot see somebody just wake up one day because he, he, can, he had been working in the slaughterhouse of cow. He just went and started surgery and called himself surgeon, whatever. And told people to come, come. I can dissect you. I dissected cow so I can remove your kidney and, and plant another kidney. It can't happen. It does not happen at all. Come on church, does it happen? Not even in my village. It will never happen. 
So how can it be that in church, somebody who never was trained, who was not disciple, call himself a pastor and people are coming under him? They are coming under him. Don't talk about calling. They even don't, many Christians don't even know that to operate in the office, you have to be called by God. Because if God did not call you, He will not give you provision or grace. Somebody can just shout and say, hey, ha, hoo, ha, and everybody will shout in their praise. So, Satan invaded the church. Because of that, many do not know about the God of righteousness. So what I'm saying to you, therefore, you must be careful. You must not live according to their to their custom. So, Romans 12. This is where we end it. Romans 12. It is 2. If I read from verse 1, but what we need is 2. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, today, in view of God's mercy, to offer yourselves, your body, bodies, as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And it says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of or customs of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of what? Your mind. Then you will be able to test, approve what God's will is. His good and perfect will. This is where we're going to stop. But let me tell you this. The mystery I was sharing with my son. I beg you to serve God. There is no other way. I want every one of you who are academicians here, professionals here, to listen attentively. I stood right here on that day when the Lord said he will give cure to diseases to medical practitioners. This is where I was standing. I was climbing up, I remember, and I thought and said, you my doctors, go learn. Doctor... When you graduate as a doctor and you are pricing as a doctor, it's not the end of doctors. Doctors too can do master's degree and do PhD. Doctors too can become professors and inventors. God has put that, that grace here. Come on now. Enter the arena. I told you those of you have business and your business can feed you and your family. There are others like you, or after you who started the same business, and it's PLC. They are almost floating now in the stock exchange. Change your vision. If you are part of this family, sky is not your limit, because you can see the sky. Your limit is the presence of God, where you cannot see. God wants to take you to a height that people will see. They will not believe. Believe what I tell you. Look, I told my son, when I was in the Ferris School of Surveying, studying land surveying, I would pray every three hours, and I taught you how to do so. And I didn't expect anything. Suddenly, Jesus appeared to me and took me to the classroom in my dream. 
And he wrote question papers for me. Then he asked me, do you understand it? I said, yes, I can do this, this I cannot. He wrote the answer. And then he said, understand. When he said to me, understand, all the answer he wrote entered my brain. Listen to me. I woke up the next day. I wrote down my questions. That, my friend, I told you, we were classmates. Uh, 2020, uh, before the COVID shutdown, uh, I went to worry and I found him. He's now 70, so was 73 or so at that time. I found a pious had to be. I said, I've been talking about you with my church in London. He, he took that question paper into the exam hall. I wrote the answer. So he read the first question is word for word, letter for letter. Second question, word for, he just put the question and he started writing the answer. Are you with me now? It was for the grammatical paper four. My lecturer gave me hundred and four percent. I said, "What first percent?" He said, "You are doing level five. I will give that four percent to level five in case you don't meet up hundred mark. In photogrammetry, you can't get hundred. It's like somebody, you know, writing, you know, uh, you know, uh, examining law." And say you got 100 percent in in a particular aspect of law because the class is writing, not not just diagrams or mathematics. Now I'm telling you this because I wanted to know something. It didn't happen one time. I was not a, I was just a member of a church. I was just like you. It didn't happen one time. Second time. Before the time I've been having angelic encounters at very young age. What do you do with your teenage age? Come on, seek God. There is something greater in seeking God early than seeking Him late in your life. And it's not too late for those who found Him late. Let me tell you this. And the Lord continued to do that to me. No wonder sometimes I stand before you and I tell you your mind. No wonder you have come to me sometimes for prayer without opening your mouth. And I told you the reason why you came. No wonder I've told you something that will happen to you the week before the end of the week or tomorrow and it happened to you. Those things don't come because somebody just walked anyhow. If you don't have relationship with Christ, Christ cannot use you. If you don't have relationship with Satan, Satan cannot use you. So I told my son, you know, God opened, God visited Moses and gave him the architecture of the tabernacle. Impossible for any craftsman to build. And when Moses saw it, Moses was amazed. But in his thought, who can build this? And God said, I had visited two of your members. One's name is Oholiba, and the other one is Bezalel. And I have filled them with the spirit of wisdom. It's on the dream. He visited those two young men, they are young men. They woke up the next day and they had all knowledge of engineering and crafts. They were metaphors. They never went to university. Listen to me. God appointed a young man called David, whose father was a valiant, but he was a wimp. At 30, I made him king. So, you understood all the rebellion that went around before he was eventually enthroned. But, 
God now appeared to him on a dream. Okay? And God said, ask me for anything. And he said, who can govern these people that you have given me? Somebody can ask God for his career. Somebody can ask God for his business. Somebody can ask God for his education. And God said, tell me what you want. He said, give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And God said to him in the dream, you got it. And then the Lord moved away and he woke up. He, he slept yesterday, a dull brain. He woke up today, the biggest genius. The greatest genius that ever lived. Now you and I are serving that God. That's the God we are serving. Why should we be failing and rising? Why should we be thinking of solutions and we can't get through? It's the same God we are serving. Why should we be nursing a problem and he didn't tell us the reason for the problem or take that problem away? Can he not tell you, be calm, I will do it at this time? Why do we allow the things of this world to hinder us? Why will you labor hard to get your success? When you can seek God hard and get easy success. Listen to me. This is your God, I'm telling you. When things were tough for me in my, my, my plight to be married to, to mommy, I told you and I tell you again and again. The Lord took me to heaven. When I began to pray, that Lord, what is going on here? We have made attempt three times to marry, but my father-in-law, my father-in-law. Lord, and you told us, that this is my wife. I just told my wife uh, then, I said, don't worry, let me just go and seek God. Because we have been frustrated. But a believer cannot die in frustration. Because we have a God who has eyes to see. About 21 days or so, the Lord appeared to me. Took me to, an angel appeared to me, took me to heaven. And the Lord received me and took me to a room where my calendar is. Twice I've been to that place where the file of my life is. And the Lord Jesus took my file. I saw my name there and he opened. He opened my file, my life, till the day I was asking him. And that day that I, I asked him, he now said to me, look at first day, second day, first year, second year, third year, 81 to 83. And we got to the month of, of March. End of March, he said to me that your, your, your wedding is April. Excuse me. I was an ordinary member of the church. I was in my 30s. Early 30s. I'm saying that because some of you are at that age or you are almost that age. What are you doing with yourself? What? You can make your future easy. And then... I said that yes. He said, yes, you got it right. Ah, I was happy. I got it right before the Lord. And he said to me, son, nobody gets it wrong before me. And that taught me about the presence of God. If, if the presence of God comes upon you, all the manifestations that happen, happen by his presence. All the, you know, they will promote you where you have just been promoted. They will promote you again. They will create a position for you which did not exist because they cannot miss you. Because the presence of God is with you. He said nobody gets it wrong. Now, if you have this as inheritance, why can't we just say God? That's where I'm going. Why can't we just say God? 
With God, all things are possible. Look, if you are a good girl seeker, if you are going to trial, you will know it's your trial. And you will know the end will be good. A God seeker cannot go to trial that will remain for a long time. No, 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 no. You'll be solved. He trains your hands for what? Fingers for what? Let us check our state of mind. Where is your mindset? In this world? You want to live in the world forever? I am telling you. I reflected in my mind that, oh, I wish my father is still here. And the Lord reminded me, if your father was still here, he was born 1906, how old will he be? And my father was born 1906. He said, how will you be? And so I said to the Lord that, Lord, I don't wish you should be here anymore. <laughs> because if he was still here, he would be a liability to me. He will be a liability. Isn't it? Ah, my mother, I wish my mother was here. My mother was born in uh, 1922. So I wish myself, because if she's here, she'll be a liability to me. And the Lord made me understand. Man is like a vapor. Are you with me now? So the life you are living now, I want you to agree with me. Every one of you. Look, don't look at yourself low. That's not the purpose of this meeting. The purpose of this meeting is to know this. If you are falling, there is a mercy seat. Okay? If you have done wrong, there is a mercy seat. Satan wants a wrongdoer to die in his wrong. But Jesus wants a wrongdoer to repent. Okay? If you have not known him, you can accept him. There is mercy seat. If you have been living your life dictated to the, under the dictate of Satan and your life has been modeled up by demons, there is a way of escape. There is a mercy seat. Someone can just change to befriend this person called Jesus. You can just make up your mind that Jesus will be your best friend. You can just make up your mind that you want to serve him. You, you just want to give him a try in your life. If you find yourself moody all the time, you are demonized. Arrogant all the time, you are demonized. Saucy all the time, disrespectful, you are demonized. Hateful, hurtful, you are demonized. Everyone is picking on me because you have run away from God. Because the Bible says that if a man's will pleases God, he makes even his enemies. So if you know you are doing right, tell God why are they against me. I walk before you. Like David said, I'm walking before you now. Tomorrow, all of you who are sucking in my office, you are now my 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 stepping stone you go there tomorrow it shall be so it shall be so listen to me whatever level of success you have is a little taste of better things that god will do for you and cft you have entered into the period of victory this is not a time for anyone to retreat it's a time for everyone to advance in god because better things are ahead of us i wish all your eyes can see what i'm saying I will sit down here and hear a good report about you. I have labored in this house. God had given us victory. I have labored in this house. God had given us victory. The chains of wickedness is broken. Stand up on your feet, beloved. Lift up your voice and worship God. 
Whoa! Put your hands together for the living God. I cannot hear you. Yeah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
keep on with this and then we go into the thanksgiving of our beloved elder prepare your offerings to the lord i love that freedom victory shout it will sound in your house continuously let's bow our heads and pray over our giving today our god and our king the giver of life and the giver of every good thing for the bible says every good and perfect gift come from above they come from the father of lights with whom there is no variableness neither the shadow of turning we bring our offering to your storehouse and thank you you told me that a time will come in this house that you will bless this house as the people of this house that we will be able to reach the ends of the earth we will do cruises we will feed the hungry we will shelter those who have no home who are homeless Lord, we will set up institutions that will transform human thinking. Our medicals will go ahead of the crusade, set up boots to help those who are needy. And in those days it shall be said among the nation. This is how Jesus did his crusade, without taking an offering from the ungodly, but healing, feeding, caring. And bringing them into the kingdom of light. Now, thank you, Lord, because we have entered the season. Even as you have promised us. And let this our offering, O God, be a memorial offering before you. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Shall we say amen together? Let's stand up together. Start that song properly now for me.
Thank you for what you have done on our behalf that we will begin to enter into by tomorrow. You who appeared unto Daniel in the dream and gave him solution to the king's dream. You who appeared to Solomon on the dream and you one encounter turned him to genius. You who appeared to Bezalel and Holiver on the dream and you turn their brain around that today it is still spoken about them you are God who is faithful to your promises I speak to the life of everyone under my voice I say 
Lord, in this week, may everyone encounter you. As Daniel did, as Moses did, as Solomon did, as Bezalel did, as Oholibah did, as Gideon did, Paul did, Peter, John, we read today. Let everyone under my voice encounter you. In this week, change the dreams of people. Turn their dreams to encounter. Sometimes when I speak about your visits to me, to some people it may look strange, but evidence is there physically that you did. Lord, to everyone, let them encounter you. So that we meet at the shore of your encounters. This is the holy offering that is brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. As we keep standing, I want, us, I want to announce uh, a thanksgiving that we do now. Elder, you can go to the back with your entourage. We are celebrating a man in this house whose life had shaped a number of lives. The women will never forget him. Especially in your women meeting when he comes to come and train you how to get your belly elasticity back in place. And also the head of the protocol. You can see the protocol today. I think they are celebrating their hair today. It was surprising to me when he came to me and told me what he is turning to today. The Bible says, teach us to number our days aright that we may gain the heart of wisdom. Today, Elder Balofin, yesterday he turned 70. You know, I told him, the 32 years of Christ's tabernacle, we started celebrating 40, 40, 40, 40. And suddenly, we began to celebrate 50, 50, 50. Now we celebrated 60, 60. Now, 70, 70, 80, 80. And all our over 80s are looking towards 90 now. Amen. I think there is one ninety we have celebrated, which is uh, uh, Elder Okoti, Chief Okoti. So, but let me say this to you. The clock, the bell of 70 has rung. So, and I know people among us who are, why am I to, can you reduce the master, please? I know people are, just leave me where it was before. You don't need to increase any gain. So, I know people before, you know, among you, who, some people were 70 next year, uh, last year, some are 70 this year, some are 70 next year. I have all of them in my record. The year after, the year after, the year after. Every year, we have among you who are turning 70 till the next 10 years. So, those who are 70 now will be turning 80, and then we'll be celebrating all these 70 70 people and so it's a great joy that we will take we'll call him forward for thanksgiving i'm sure he told you his song 
He didn't tell you any song. You are ready for it. Okay, sing for him. What are you saying?
Eternity is not enough to praise. Like a tender shoot we grow. Whatever age we hit on earth, we still see ourselves as boys and girls. When Elder came to see me in the green room just during the service, I asked him how he felt. He said he doesn't feel that he's 70. I said, yeah, that's correct. Because when we look at the ages ahead of us, we always, you know, at some time pass, oh, these people are old. But when you get there, you discover that, are you really old? And you know, when you cross the ladder of 60, and your bones and marrows are strong, then it can be nothing but God. Because the body of man, the way is wired. When you turn, really from 50, you may begin to have some slight differences. But when you get to 60, you refuse to be called old man or old woman. But the Bible tells us change and decay. You read a lot about, about um, David. When David reached 70, before he reached 70, he was so weak. And they said that he, would, he died at good old age at 70. Can you imagine? When I was young, I used to think, that, ah, that is a big age. But no more. Because we see people 70, 80, 90, and 100, and they are still walking erect. I think God has been so gracious to this generation. Isn't it? And we have cause to glorify God. Some are 70 will be walking with walking stick. But Elder Balofin is walking with flying. <laughs> he is the trainer of the women and the men. All the men who had pot belly here, he got them one time. And by the time he finished with them, their pots disappeared to plates. 
And the same thing with our women. He will come in in their anniversary time and take them through rigorous exercises that, you know, trim them. And set them on the part of that. So, we celebrate a man like that. For your life had touched everyone. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 92, verse 12 to 15, The righteous will flourish. So, I say to you, Elder Balofin, you will flourish. It says, like a palm tree, they will grow. You will grow like a palm tree. Like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of God, so shall you be. So you are, and you continue to be. They will flourish in the courts of our God. And now he says, they will bear fruit in old age. Certainly this is not talking about children. Because old age don't want children. They have grandchildren. But what God is saying is this. Every fruit of the Spirit, every fruit that God has planted in you, which is food for others, in this your old age, you will bear them. Good fruits will come out of you. When Caleb was 85, he was a general of the army. And he said to Joshua, Give me the land, and I will lead my men, and we will take the land. At 85, we were in Israel, we saw the mountains that he climbed. Many young ones today cannot climb it. And he climbed the mountain, and he took the city. Your age will not hinder your success. The older you grow now, the stronger you will become. You will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is your rock, and there is no wickedness in him. I want to anoint you here because we are going to dance and eat after this. And we will have anointing service there. Father of grace, anoint your son in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Whatever be the desires of his heart, things that when, since he has been growing to this age, at this age that he had come to know you in this dimension, that he had wished that he could have done, receive strength to do them. Amen. Receive grace to do them. Amen. All shall be fulfilled over your lives. Amen. I speak to your family. The covenant of God will be righteous shall be fulfilled over Amen. them. I speak to your generations to come and ancestors. That the children that will come out of you, not the one that is before you. The generation you will give back to, sorry. I speak to them. The Bible says, your children shall be established before me. And your generation shall serve me. Your generation will serve the Lord. They will be established forever in his presence. The deception of Satan in this age will not outwit them. There are grace you have been coveting spiritually, which you have not received. I lay my hands on you for impartation. Receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
there are privileges attached to old age. It says old men shall dream dreams. I mean, visions of the night fill your mind. Bring forth visions and revelations to the people of God. So shall it be unto you. As you increase in age, you will increase in wealth. You will increase in knowledge. You will never beg for food. Your children will never beg for bread. The Lord will abundantly bless this home. For all your service and commitment in the household of faith, you shall receive double. In Jesus' holy and anointed name. Lord, this is the holy offering that is brought by your holy son. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. All right, choir now sing. Before I hand over to announcement, can I welcome anyone visiting us for the first time? If you are coming to this house for the first time, please wave your hands up. Is anybody coming in for the first time? Did you invite a friend today? All right. So it's on game. Let me tell you this. Invite your friends next Sunday. You know, the last Sunday of the month, which is going to be the Sunday after next Sunday, May is finished. This month will not finish without God visiting you. Make sure you go out and tell people. I undertake by the grace of God on that Sunday, anyone who had not been anointed that will come into this building, I will anoint them. I will together. But what you have heard me speak today, take them to heart. Because time is very short. Let's welcome Pastor Tyler, please, for announcement. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, we thank God for today and we thank God for what He's doing in our midst. Just want to remind us that our home group is tonight at 7 p.m. I'll be ref- we will be reflecting on the books of First John, First John, Second John, and Third John. So First, Second, and Third John will be the reflection for today. We should have all read this in the course of the week, or at least 
completed 2nd and 3rd John this morning. If you haven't, please do that ahead of the Bible study. As, the, as part of the Bible study would be, or the Bible study itself would be reflecting on this. Our daily prayers will commence, or will, would be as normal, 11 p.m. on a daily basis, including tonight. And, and please join us at this time online, 11 p.m. daily, with the exception, of course, of Wednesdays, when we have Bible study with Momioma. We're reflecting, or we're studying the book of Psalms. And last Wednesday, we dealt with the book of Psalm, what? Psalm, I can only hear those behind me. Last week, we did Psalm 40, and this week, we'll be doing Psalm 41. So, let's get ourselves, do the, go through a reflection of Psalm 40. We'd like, to, we'd like to invite more and more people to contribute to us the reflection. That way, we know that you are part of it. We know lots of people are part of it, but when you reflect and you share your reflection, your thoughts, um, it, would be, it would be a blessing to others as well. And this Thursday, can I have the Light of the World clip, please? Light of the World. We talk about Light of the World, Light of the World, Light of the World. So who are the Light of the World? Welcome to Light of the World. The Light of the World is the Men's Fellowship of Christ Faith Tabernacle International Churches. We seek to impact our world through the experiential knowledge of Christ Jesus, building total men of God as husbands, fathers, and leaders within and outside the church. Prepare mighty men who will support the work of God in the church and make men ready for the harvest to come. Dear men, fathers, husbands, and youths, don't hesitate to join us as we raise fathers and leaders of tomorrow. Join us as we meet the third Thursday of every month to study the Word and share ideas on becoming a total man. Or participate in our enriching business and professional seminars and fun activities for the entire family. Call 079-844-38353. Email lotw at cftchurches.org. Well, praise the Lord. So the light of the world are the men's fellowship of Christ Faith Tabernacle. If you're a man and you've not been receiving information directly on your phone from light of the world, please send a text message to that, email, to that number that was up a few seconds ago, or send an email to lotw at cfcchurches.org. We'd like to involve you and include you on our mailing list. But for this Thursday, we're meeting at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. on the Zoom link, and that Zoom link is posted up there. And we're studying the person of Nehemiah. We're studying the character of Nehemiah as a portrait of a transformational leader. Our lead scripture would be Nehemiah chapter 2. But please read through the entire book of Nehemiah and take time to reflect on what has been taught on transformational leadership. Apostle has been teaching us on transformational leadership. And we want to link this. We want to make Nehemiah relevant to our generation. So men, please reflect and be prepared to share the insights that God will give to you as you read and study ahead. It's a one-hour period, a light of the world. Please be there. Make it a point to be there. 
put it in your diary and ensure you are there. On that note, I'd like to also remind us that June is a special month for men in Christ for Tabernacle. Not only is it Father's Day in June, hint, hint. <laughs> I'm just kind of like hint, kind of like hint, just in case. Um, but aside from that, it's a month where we have the Light of the World Annual Convention. If you forget anything else, remember the Light of the World Convention means Family Fun Day. You can forget anything else that goes on, but everybody would know that it's a date that you look forward to all the time in the calendar year. Last year, despite the restrictions, once we had the opening, we were able to meet as well for the Light of the World, for the Light of the World Family Fun Day. This year, the convention will be taking place from, the, from 20th to 26th of June 2022. But the convention will kickstart with a virtual seminar on Saturday the 18th of June. Please make a note of that in your diaries. And I'll explain why. It's going to be at 10 a.m. And the seminar for the day is titled Thriving in a Challenging Economy. Thriving in a Challenging Economy. We have a number of experts lined up to discuss issues such as sustainability leadership, sustainable economic development, development, digital economy, and the future of technology, entrepreneurship and understanding new markets, understanding supply chain and logistics. And the seminar will provide you with information and knowledge to make informed choices about your family, careers, businesses, and organization plan to be there but more importantly it's an opportunity for you to reach out to those who are out there this is purely business and transformational for your lives it's not well people the individuals would share but we're talking about academics we're talking about practitioners in the field sharing some nuggets and some insights as to what could transform you it might just be five minutes of that day that will transform your life. But you need to be there to listen out and you need to invite others as well. So please make a note of that. Some flyers will be sent out in the course of the week just to share a few things with you. Um, and the Lord bless you richly as you put that in your diary. And more importantly, plan to invite your friends. Tell your friends, tell colleagues at work. You've been struggling to invite them to church. This is a business, this is a transformational seminar. Let that speak for itself. You don't need to say anything about it being from the church. It's a seminar. And then you reach out to people because they want to know what makes... I mean, look for opportunities to bring people in rather than bringing the wall. Because the minute you say church, some people kind of like switch off before they hear what you've got to say. So times, at times we need to get them, hear me out. And at times, you don't put barriers up. Please make a note of that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm not saying don't be a Christian. I'm not saying deny being a Christian. But what I'm saying is, don't put up barriers when you're communicating with people. Get people encouraged and enthused in what you have to say. So it's thriving. What did I say? It was thriving in a challenging economy. So if you tell people, you know, all these things about recession, what are you doing about it? Well, I've got a seminar. I'd like to invite you on to one. It's about thriving in these difficult times. People are going to be sharing some insights, some key nuggets. I'm sure nine out of ten people you share that with would want to be there. 
So make a note of that. Praise the Lord. I'd also like to remind us that we're having a fund, fundraising walk for Ukraine on Saturday the 28th of May. And that walk would be from Bethesda to Cathedral. And those of us who are still trying to shed a few kilos, please join with me as we all shed a few. Praise the Lord. And stop looking at me funny, kind of thinking, what's he got to shed? I'm the one carrying it, I know. Praise the Lord. So, let's come in together. Let's start the practice walks. Um, at least, I, I, I try to put in at least 30 to 40 minutes each day, if not one hour practice. I'm practicing ahead, you know. So, try and do the same. And if, I, if you don't see me on the day, it's just that I've probably chickened out. But that's okay. Um, but please... We're not just doing it for the fun of it. We're doing it for, because we'll get some health benefits, but we'll also specifically target the funds that we're raising towards making a difference with, with, the, with the Ukraine people. Um, and this is focused specifically at health interventions. We want to target whatever we do towards the health interventions. And it's not just going to be something as a one-off. It's something that we want to commit ourselves to and le- reach out to. On, a, on an ongoing basis. And uh, all those who are doing the walk as well, um, we would be required to get yourself some kits. And some of the kits includes having a, a I think there's a ribbon that you will need to make sure you purchase so that you identify. At the same time, I understand the dress code would be the, the black T-shirt, revival T-shirts of Christ with Tabernacles. So if you've outgrown yours, there will be some on sale and the proceeds of the sale will go into the Ukraine pot as well as part of this period so please make a note of that we'll be displaying all of that kit and all of that during the course of um, next week I'd also like to announce that I believe there's still some spaces available for the Israel trip if I am correct so um, please contact the church office this morning someone said oh how much is it I said contact the church office that's why we don't and remember that the price for the, for the trip is all towards your own catering, your own flight, and there are no markups in any shape or form um, that is going to, to the church coffers directly or indirectly, as the case might be. Finally, I'd like to remind us that the PVM retreat dates, PVM, Prophetic Voice Ministers, retreat dates are Monday the 15th, the ter- Thursday the 18th of August 2022. If you've paid your deposit, please note that the final balance is due at the end of May 2022. And please note that although there, uh, I mean, we, we, we are going to be, well, we are going to be getting a number of, uh, once you've done that, by the way, you'll be getting some information through, some more further information through, but please note it's first come, first served. First come, first served in the sense that those that have paid up, They'll be the first to be allocated the rooms. And if we run out of rooms, we've run out of rooms. Um, so please make a note of that. And the Lord bless you richly. Thank you for being very patient with me. I've had a long list, but not to worry. I like listening to my own voice anyway. But it's okay. I like to invite our pastor. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Wow. Greater days ahead of Christ with Tabernacle. Let me just say to you that... Um, that this year's men's convention, make sure you don't miss it. 
and those of you men who have not been meeting with the others on your monthly basis, I want to encourage you to wake up. Let us get together. A lot of things are happening among the men, and they are sharing among themselves many good things. And if you are part of this church and you are not part of that team, you may not have some information which is necessary for you. And during the week, what the intellectuals are coming to, to trigger on that Friday has provoked our week program. Our week program will focus on implementation of those, those things we learn on Friday. We will show you in the Bible people who implemented those things. I think that would be more practical. We will focus on the men who change their world, especially in, you know, challenging times in the Bible. And we will look at their lives. I will show you those things they are teaching you theoretically in intellectual, in the life of those people. So that you and I can identify with somebody and see how they use those knowledge to change circumstances and situations in their times. So make sure you invite your friends. Nobody, anybody who comes there will never remain the same. Shall we rise up together, please? So I will expect you in the next men's fellowship, isn't it? I didn't hear men answer me. I say in the month of July, the bird escaped. I will knock your door from July. Uh, is anyone here who doesn't want apostle to come to his house? You want apostle to visit you with your hands. If you did not, I have helped you with that hand. Because I didn't put my hands down. Uh, you have been seeing me here. I want to come to your house and bring the ark into your very house. I will together now. It's one of my rules. Now from July, I will be able to do that. So that I will come into your house, pray with you, bless you and move. To another house, pray with you, bless you and move to another house. It is not to come and eat, sorry. If you want to invite me for dinner, you have to take um, permission from the one who feed my tummy. However, <laughs> this one is as your spiritual father. I want to come into every house and speak over your lives. You will manifest what heaven ordained for you. Shall we stretch our hands before the Lord? And let me speak this blessing upon you. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May the Lord remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offering. May the Lord give you all the good desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May he send angels of heaven to support you in this week. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious. And we lift up the banners in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he fulfill his covenant with you in this week. And may the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and Jacob at Bethel, may he reveal himself to you. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying with thanksgiving. Shall we lift up our hand unto heaven and share the grace as in Hebrews 13? Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus. That great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, 
to whom be the glory forever and ever general grace to somebody may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with us now surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life and you shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever can I say to us, for Israel, we still have two more spaces. If you want to go with us to Israel, please make sure you contact the office or you contact Pastor Fumi or Elder Okereke. We have two more spaces. It's going to be a fantastic journey this year. The Lord bless you. There shall be shouts of blessing. It will fall in your house. Confession. 
Please let's be seated and ushers will lead us out row by row.